Hey, all you nostalgic avocado heads. Welcome to 9021 Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, RadioMeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod, and please rate, subscribe, and share this show wherever you get your podcasts. Today we're discussing Season 5, Episode 1, What I Did on My Summer Vacation, and other stories. Season 5! Here we go! I'm raising the roof. Here we go! A very 90s thing to do. It is. I'm raising it. Yeah. It is raised. All right, well, let's crack open the Condor. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. This episode originally aired on September 7th of 1994. One birthday dimension, Joey Tata turned 58 on September 13th. Looking good. So, happy birthday. He had one little one little thing yeah. in this episode. Yeah, not even as Nat. Nat funny. in character as someone else. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so let's talk movies. We uh, will go through the summer ones since we did not hit those before this episode. Okay. So uh, in June, we had Speed. That's pretty good. I was just talking about Eric, my husband, Eric. From last episode. Not, with the yeah, soundtrack. from last episode. Yeah. Uh, has not seen Speed, which kind of blows my mind. What? So, yeah. That's bizarre. <laughs> I know. So we were just talking about watching it. You're going to have so, to. Yeah. yeah. We just watched all the Matrix. All three and the Animatrix. Sure. So now we need some Keanu, you know, something else to yeah. fill the Keanu-sized mm-hmm. hole in our hearts. In July, we had Forrest Gump. I love Angels Forrest in Gump. the Outfield. I loved True Angels Lies. in the Outfield, too. That was one I couldn't... <laughs> I love that one. It's one of my favorites. I've seen it all the way through, yeah. actually. Oh, well, you should. True Lies mm-hmm. and The Mask. Classic. Not a fan. Oh, you don't like The Mask. Okay. I mean, I really hate Son of the Mask, but... Um, oh. And I just saw five minutes of it. Oh with my you gosh! Guys watching it, yes, so. go go over to YouTube and find the three nice things episode of Son of the Mask because I can't have done that episode for no reason. <laughs> there must have been a purpose. Yes. <laughs> In August, we had Clear and Present Danger and The Little Rascals. Pretty good stuff. I don't I really care about Clear and Present Danger, but The Little Rascals I liked a lot. It's Clear and Present Danger. Uh, what's his face? It's Harrison Ford as Jack Ryan. Yep. Jack Ryan. Yep. Okay. I've never seen the Little Rascals all the way through. Oh, really? Yeah, that yeah. was a big deal. And we actually, my son and I just watched that recently, and it holds up pretty well. It's got the Olsen twins in it. They have a cameo. All you had to do is say Olsen twins. Well, that's why I brought there. it up, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and in September, September 9th, we got The Next Karate Kid, starring, starring Hillary Swank. Hillary Swank, future 90210 series regular. Just talked about this for our crossover yeah. that we just did with the soundtrack because the song Moving On Up was featured in the next Karate That's Kid. That's right. That's right, it was. And so this it's is... hilarious that we're talking about it now. Here we are. This is a good time to point out that if you only listen to the one in our feed of the soundtrack, go over to 90s Music Got Me Like, where I joined Eric and Kendra to talk about Moving On Up. So go find that wherever you get your podcast, because that was a good time. And was. I was the first guest. I was your inaugural guest I know. on that show. So that's an honor. <laughs> Uh, TV-wise, June 1st, FX began broadcasting. Yes. and this was I guess a, I would have thought that was newer. This was a very 94. different FX back then. 
yeah. FX in the 90s and, and a little beyond was they were doing like a whole live TV kind of thing. So like all of the bumpers in between were live. They would be commenting on the shows that were going on. Jeff Probst of Survivor Frame was one of the like the live correspondents who were just like hanging on oh. the FX studios. I loved it. I thought it was really cool. And I was disappointed when they pivoted away from it because this is when they were showing you know wonder woman and adam west batman and bruce lee green hornet you know it was a great set of shows on there i loved it <laughs> yeah now i when i think of fx i think of like action movies yeah, like, like if i turn it on or, yeah. the italian job's probably course, gonna be yeah. on <laughs> june 17th uh a day that lives in infamy sure. i guess the oj simpson car chase yeah happened june oh, yeah. 17th 1994 big business were you uh, watching that live? I do remember it. I do remember it. I was but a wee toddler, True. so yeah. I was uh, was not watching it. Yeah. June 29th, Models, Inc. premiered. Hey, this is the hey. second spinoff in the 90210 franchise. This spins off of a episode of Melrose Place where Heather Locklear's character, Amanda, her mom, has this whole modeling agency. So Jake Hansen, who first appeared on 90210, is also super instrumental in setting up the Models, Inc. crossover. So at this point, hmm. Grant Show as Jake Hansen is the only one to appear in all three shows. Wow. And coincidentally, Heather Locklear gets name dropped in this episode, which I thought was That's very right. meta she of does. them. So I didn't even connect that. That's yeah. so funny. Yeah. August 14th, Inside the Actor's Studio premiered. Mm. And I I guess I thought that was like an 80s. That, oh. that started longer ago. This feels right 94. to me. That feels right. I cannot think of Inside the Actor's Studio without thinking of Will Ferrell. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Scrum Trilescent. That's exactly the quote I was going to pull. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, and August 25th, My So-Called Life mm. premiered. My wife is a big fan of this. I've actually not seen it. If I've seen it. Well, was that a kid show? It was like an angsty was that teen a show. show. No, no, no. It was more serious. Mm-hmm. Didn't last oh, very okay. long, but it was kind of well, one I've of those heard ones of it. that's yeah. Well, it's legendary, even though it was short run. Claire Danes. Yes, Claire Danes, of course. All right, music wise, here's some of the hottest summer tracks. Any of these would have been excellent on the college year soundtrack. But yeah, alas, right? instead of that, alas, weird garbage none we had. of these were chosen. Oh my gosh, for that soundtrack. We got I Swear by All for One, I'll Remember by Madonna, mm-hmm. Day I Missed You by you guys, Lisa Loeb. You guys did this on 90s Music Got Me Like. We did. Yes. So go find that episode. I had never heard this song before we did that episode. Oh, wow. Didn't know who Lisa Loeb was. Mm. So that was a fun little journey hey, for me. Are you ready for this? Lisa Loeb started with Ian Ziering on the MTV Spider-Man show. Really? 90210 Connection. She voices Mary you- Jane. <laughs> That's really funny. Anytime, Any Place, and On and On by Janet Jackson. Okay. Can You Feel the Love Tonight by Elton John. Lion King, of course. Of course. Fantastic Voyage by Coolio. Oh, And I'll Make Love to You by Boys to Men. Right. Just pretend that all the songs I just said are the 90210 soundtrack. Yeah, that's better. Pretend that. Do you remember when Coolio was in? Because you and I did a, going back to Three Nice Things, you and I did a Three Nice Things together where we watched Batman and Robin, which features Coolio. And they were kind of setting him up to be the scarecrow for Batman Five. Oh yeah. So that's another one that you can go find on YouTube. Kendra and I talking Batman and Robin. Three yeah. nice things. Good time. I was just yeah. thinking of that because I was just thinking about Alicia Silverstone for some reason. Yeah. I don't know why. 
But anyway, all right, Nick, take us beyond the zip code. I will. And you know what? Here's a transition for you. When I was a kid, I had a poster of Alicia Silverstone on my wall because I had a crush on her from Batman and Robin. And you know what other poster I had? One of Tiffany Amber Thiessen as Valerie Malone, everyone. (laughs) In our Beyond the Zip Code today, we've got a new, a new series regular. Tiffany Amber Thiessen, who just goes by Tiffany Thiessen now. The Amber was so 1994. Yeah, I guess. Tiffany Amber Thiessen debuts debuts as Valerie Malone in today's episode. She was best known for her role of Kelly Kapowski in Saved by the Bell, which ran from 1989 to 1993. She continued that role in Saved by the Bell, the college years, which I loved and was heartbroken when it was canceled. That was canceled in February of 94. And this episode is September of 94. So like, it's a real real tight turnaround here. We'll get into all that. She was dating Brian Austin Green at the time. So when this episode's filming, they were like a serious item. And Brian Austin Green had just guest starred on Saved by the Bell, the college years as himself for some like charity thing. So a little little connection there. I did not realize that she overlapped a little bit because Saved by the Bell Wedding in Las Vegas uh, didn't come out until October of 94. So that was like two months into 90210 here where she's kind of playing both of her iconic roles at once. Uh, she would also reprise the character in uh, the 2020 reboot sequel over on Peacock, Saved by the Bell, which is great if you haven't watched it. Tons of fun. You know, as I was watching this episode it didn't click to me that she's from saved by the bell she sure is but of of course she's from saved by the bell yeah she is okay kendra before we get into this i made a promise in the uh in the season finale conversation where we would talk about shannon doherty uh i i dropped in a little extra scene in there explaining why we weren't discussing that it was shannon doherty's final appearance because i wanted to see if we could get to this point with you being as shocked as i was were you surprised that she was just gone you know, I just, I had a feeling okay. that this was her exit. Okay. But part of me was a little surprised because they just like so nonchalantly yeah. were like, oh yeah, she's in London. She's not coming back. And I yeah. was like, oh, yeah, they're not at the airport this for was, Brenda. This was, I mean, I remember watching this episode first run the, the night it aired. I was watching it with my mom and we were like, what, wait, what, what, what do you mean? Like, is Brenda going to be gone for the whole season? Like, we were very confused. And then the uh, the thing starts. No Shannon Doherty in the opening credits. And I was like, wait, is is Brenda just, like, gone? And it was, <laughs> it was, it just blew my mind. Like, I didn't even know that was a thing that could happen, you know, that, that Brenda it's was crazy just gone. that there was a time where you, like, now, that would have been all over the internet oh, sure. before. Like, you would have known before the season started that she had left. I think there was at least talk of, like, rumbles, uh, you know, on the set and stuff that I was vaguely aware of. But, yeah, the fact that she's just gone here. And this is what what I'm curious about because, you know, Tiffany Amber Thiessen's locked into Saved by the Bell right up through February of 94. That's not a lot amount of time. So, and with the way the episode ends it really feels like Brenda is coming back. And I just wonder mm-hmm. like how down to the wire they went on this, you know? Yeah. So were you, were you super shocked when you saw Tiffany Amber Thiessen? Yes. Were you like from Saved by the Bell? Yeah, I was. That's exactly what I was like. I was really, <laughs> I was super confused by the whole thing. And you'll remember in the episode uh, when I said, okay, put a pin in that because that's going to be important. A few episodes back, 
when they're meeting Eddie. The Walshes meet Eddie backstage, and Jim's like, hey, our our best friends live in Buffalo. Oh, that, yes. That's an early little tag for Valerie. So at that point, they must have been mulling over a, a move like this. Mm. Because there's, otherwise, there's no reason to, to yeah, say, no. you know, it doesn't make any sense. So I don't know how close to the end of the run here that they were still hoping they could work something out. I, I just don't know. But watching it this time, I could kind of see that Brenda does get kind of a scene of closure with all of the characters. Did you notice that? Yeah. Like mm-hmm. in hindsight. Early on in the episode when, when she's packing, she and Brandon have this really nice scene. Um, and it's the last time they interact, you know, like you just, mm-hmm. she and Kelly have that scene where they're sort of like, we're back to where we started. We're friends again. Everything's fine. You know, it's the stuff with Dylan that makes me a little confused. Yeah. Weird. It feels like they were really like, okay, we're going to do Brenda Dillon 2.0 and then to just drop it is weird. So how do you feel like knowing that this is the last, that was the last series regular appearance by Shannon Doherty? I don't know. End of an era, yeah. I guess. I mean, Brenda was never my favorite character, yeah. but I do think Shannon Doherty brought something to the show. I do too. So it's going to be weird. I'm disappointed. You know, I wish I, I wish that there was more Brenda, honestly. I mean, I know I've spent seasons complaining about her, but you do kind of feel it. Like mm-hmm. her being gone, you do kind of notice it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, especially taking Tiffany's character yeah. where they do, even yeah. at the end of this episode, I'm yeah. like, oh, well, this is different. Yeah. This is not just Brenda again. Yeah. Right. Well, so. So we'll see where we go from here. Yeah. Here's the synopsis. Jim, Cindy, and Brandon are on their way to the airport, only it isn't Brenda they're picking up, but Valerie Malone, a family friend who'll be living with them while Brenda stays in London. The news slowly trickles out about Brandon and Kelly, which briefly breaks Steve's heart. Thankfully, very briefly. Uh, Donna and David aren't speaking post-breakup, and Dylan is off hitting rock bottom after losing his fortune. Meanwhile, Andrea and Jesse are happy to finally have Hannah home. Well, let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Okay. This episode was written by Larry Mullen and Charles Rosen and directed by Michael Lang. We have new cast members. New cast members added to the opening credits for the very first time. Douglas Emerson was listed in the credits when, when Scott Scanlon was on the show for the first season, but we didn't have this iconic uh, mm. layout. So this is the first time we've actually seen a change to that, you know, mm-hmm. like to, to that layout. So we have Mark Damon Espinoza as Jesse is now upgraded to a full-fledged series regular. Did that surprise Good you? Good for him. It did. When I saw him in the credits, I was like, oh, wow. He's yep. in the credits now. And we've got Tiffany Thiessen in there as Valerie Malone. It was a shocking moment to me as a child when it was like from Jason Priestley to Jenny Garth, just bam, bam, no Shannon Doherty. We did, Crazy. we mentioned this already, but we got a little bit of Joe Itata as Nat. And I'm once again going to stop mentioning when Joe Itata appears. All right, we'll see. We're going to stick to it this time. I started, we'll see. I started doing it again when his appearances became more sporadic, but we're kind of settled into this is what Nat is now. So everyone yeah. just assume... Joe Itata's either there or nearby. He's about. <laughs> yes. We have a couple of returning players. Uh, we get a vocal cameo, uncredited, by Stephanie Beecham as Iris McKay. We only hear a little bit of her, but it is new, and it was recorded for this episode. I wondered if that was actually her yeah, or was. just someone who sounded yep. like her. Final appearance of Nancy Stevens as Nurse Helen. 
No new recurring players uh, joining us this time, but we do have some other cast members to mention. So in the salon, we have Ron Fassler as Chad, who also appeared in Melrose Place, and the series Side Order of Life with Jason Priestley. <laughs> Claudia Lonlo is Kelly's hairdresser, who we don't get a name from. She mostly works as a producer, but is known for a long-running role on the show Knott's Landing with you-know-who, Kendra? Brian Austin Green. Brian Austin Green! We have Vance... Valencia as Juarez. He appeared in Die Hard 2, Trapper John, MD, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and others. We have a weird cameo from Howie Long. Wow, until I just saw that written there, I forgot that he was in the episode. I don't know why he was, but, you know, 13 seasons with the Raiders, so there's that. He also appeared in Malcolm in the Middle, the movie That Thing You Do, and a bunch of Radio Shack commercials with Terry Hatcher. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We have Dewan Guy as Steve the Football Fan. He recurred on shows like Boston Legal, Baywatch, and Boy Meets World. And that's okay, I knew I had seen him before, so it must be Boy Meets World. Yeah, he played. He was a friend on. in a couple episodes. Sweet. Well, should we get into season five? I definitely think we should. Here we go. We do not start with the intro right away. We start at the Walsh house. Cindy is busily fixing up Brenda's room. Yeah. For Brenda, we think. Yeah. Well, you see the um, little plaque that says Brenda Walsh on the wall, some award or something and they're yeah you know she's fussing about it's a good fake out it is a good it fake is out. it's very good very good so um they're getting the room ready and they're like do you think brandon's gonna meet us at the airport and then they decide to call him to to check that he's on his way to the airport he is at kelly's place so they're still together but i uh, think this might be mirror evil brandon because he has that goatee for no reason yeah, I know. So, I at first I was like, "Oh, the beard," but then as the episode went on, I was like, "I don't, I don't like it." I don't think he really pulls it off. No, I don't like it. I don't know what I would do different to make him look older. Maybe more. Yeah, I just more beard. Maybe a full, a full beard? beard. Yeah, I don't know. Not a great look. I don't know. Can I just say right from the start that I'm a little surprised that we're going so sexual with Kelly, like in their relationship. Mm, yeah, I think that's it's really, full on. I think that's really strange because Kelly and Dylan are obviously very sexual. Yeah. And it just seems like her and Brandon, I don't know, they're playing it exactly the same. And I think that's weird. It didn't strike me as weird, but it is definitely a choice. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's fine. It's just like their chemistry in the scenes where, he, where she was kind of pretending to be his girlfriend and stuff was a much more like sort of mature relationship kind of vibe. And so mm -hmm. to have them their interactions primarily be like, you know, hopping in the sack. I think it's just, mm -hmm. it's just strange because I think you'd want to play it differently than you played it with Dylan, but whatever. Guess not. Guess not. Uh, well, I like Kelly's hair. Kelly has shorter hair. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I like, like that. It. All right. She's talking about how, well, first she answers the phone and Brandon is still there, but he's like, she's like, oh, you just missed him. He's on his way to the airport. Because mm -hmm, Cindy's trying um, to track him down. This is the most yeah. Cindy we've gotten also in a long time. It was like long the, time. the finale in this episode was like, right, Cindy's a character. <laughs> Kelly's talking about how she feels kind of weird because, you know, everyone's coming back from their summer things, but no one knows that they're dating. So she feels weird about that. Why do you think they did that? Why do you think they made it so that they didn't, they dated the whole summer and didn't tell anybody? Well, Brandon said because everyone was out of town. Yeah, it's just kind of a strange... I thought at first it was like, so okay, so now we're going to be able to see all the like realizations and reactions from the other characters. But Steve was the only one who really had much of a response to it. So I just don't really yeah. get why. Well, Andrea was busy with her baby. True. And Donna 
and Kelly were fighting. Which was, I thought, kind of cheesy because it was very reminiscent of Kelly Dillon fighting at the start yeah. of last year. Like, that was how the mm. season finale or season premiere started the other time. And I was yeah. like, oh, we're doing this, like, weird black and white flashback, Kelly fighting with someone thing again? Yeah. Brenda right. was in London. Dylan was off drinking himself to yes. death. Yeah. And uh, David was, you know, David. So I guess it's, it's uh, you know. Yeah. Kind of makes sense. Okay. But they just waited. All right. Uh, anyway, so they decide to distract each other some more instead of Brandon getting to the airport. Uh, but he does get to the airport and finds that whoever is coming, her plane is late. Mm -hmm. So now they have to sit and wait. This fake out fully worked on me. I kept thinking it was going to be like Brenda was going to call and be like, hey, I'm not coming. I was until until Brandon finally says it, I was still believing that that's what was happening. Yeah. So as they're waiting, they see David Silver. And this is where he drops it. He's like, hey, are you here to get Brenda? And he's like, no, she's staying in London for the whole year. They she did so her, well. They extended her scholarship. She's yeah. there for the year. We're picking up her replacement. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> the girl who's staying in Brenda's room. Yeah. He says, yeah, the way things are going, we might never see her again, is what Brandon says. And then the credits roll. That's a the good cut. Intro. It is yeah. a good cut. Like, who's, who's the new girl? Then it's like, -na -na -na. Yeah. I like it. And we see Mark Damon Espinosa. We see Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yep. The whole gang. Yeah, there they are. Next scene is in Baja. Man, poor Dylan. He is just like living on the beach. Yeah. I'm kind of shocked that they actually ripped him off. I oh, really? really thought there was going to be more to it. Oh. I thought... They were gonna like get caught and thrown in jail, and he was still gonna have his money. Mm. But he is like, he's destitute. Oh, he is, yeah. Living on the beach in Baja. This little boy comes up to him and is talking very excitedly in Spanish about someone wants to see him or something. And uh, he's like, I'll get there when I get there. Now, kind of I thing. get the impression throughout the episode that nobody knows that Dylan was ripped off. I think so. Okay. I, I think he's kind of doing his own i mean jim well jim didn't know though no nobody knew no, and, but and he and once, jim kind of broke it off yeah so. i would think jim would at least hear about it like if there's a police investigation they probably would have checked with dylan's previous you know custodian or whatever yeah so it seems like at least jim would know but i get the impression that that's not the case here yeah i don't think i don't think anybody knows okay then we go to the salon Kelly is getting her hair done and she's talking with her stylist. And then Donna just comes up behind and is like, hi, and walks away. Yeah. Real cold. <laughs> very, very cold. Uh, we get a little flashback. They had a fight after the whole David thing where it kind of seemed like Kelly was not taking David's side, but kind of justifying David's actions. Yeah, well, Kelly says something like, you know, I'm not saying what he did was right. I just understand the pressure he was under. And I'm like, really? Because what was it? And so I just want to have sex. It's so much pressure. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so they uh, they had a, a falling out. They had some words. So they're not speaking at the moment. So Chad... Donna's hairstylist mm -hmm. is trying to get it out of her. She doesn't really want to talk. So then the hairstylists meet and kind of scheme. Yeah, to they, they decide to parent get them trap back them. together. It's pretty yeah, much I know. All of a sudden, it was the parent trap. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So they kind of seat them next to each other at the hair dryers, and uh, 
it's awkward for a minute, but then Donna's like, can you forgive me? Mm -hmm. And guess what? All is forgiven. <laughs> yes. Not 10 minutes in, we have yeah. our first all is forgiven yeah, it's of the quick. season. It's a quick turnaround. <laughs> yeah, so then Donna's talking about she was in Houston for the summer. She loved it. Had the time of her life. Um, had a really great time. And she is over David, Nick. I I'm sure she, she cares is. not for David. She said she was, so she must be. She asked Kelly if uh, she's back with Dylan. And what does Kelly say? Like, do I look Do I look depressed? Miserable? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so then the stylists come back over and they're like, thanks, guys, for putting us back together. She invites Donna to go to the barbecue mm -hmm. that the Walshes are having mm -hmm. for Valerie. Yeah. Then we go back to the airport. Jim and Brandon are watching sports and not paying attention to Cindy as she tells them why the plane is late. Something about someone, the pilot got sick or something. Yeah, yes. Something like that. Mm -hmm. So we have some classic. Uh, sometimes they are just like, you know, those like comedians that are like, hey, bud, what's up, Tom? <laughs> yeah. You know what? <laughs> that kind of comedian. Yeah, the bud, the bud Tom comedians of yesteryear. <laughs> It was a golden era of stand-up comedy. <laughs> Just the first names that came to my mind. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though? Yeah. That's like that's uh, like the who's on first. Right, yeah. What's on no, second. I, get it. I don't I know get what you're third. saying. Yeah, yeah you, get, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They kind of do that thing. So um, Brandon realized that Steve's plane is coming in from Hawaii. Oh, yeah. Steve was in Hawaii. Yes. Uh, so his plane is coming in at that moment. So wow. he goes to, to find Steve. Yeah. And uh, finds him with football player Howie Long. Okay. Who I guess he met on the plane. And he was, uh, boy, Steve gets a lot of mileage out of uh, Samantha Sanders on the Hartley House. He really I'll tell does. you what, because Howie Long, of course, big fan. And so yeah. Yeah. definitely wants to And then to we out. have this kid who wants Howie Long's autograph. And then he thinks that Steve is Troy Aikman. Right. So tries to get his autograph too. So then Brandon comes up, meets Howie Long. He and Steve talk about the summer. Steve had a girl, but then she dumped him. Celeste. Was it Celeste? Did you miss that? Yeah, he and Celeste got back together over the summer and went to Hawaii together. Did he say Celeste? Yes, he did. And Brandon was like, Is that? Yeah, Celeste apparently ran into a old like high school ex who was like the love of her life, the one that got away. And so she runs off with him and like leaves Steve in Hawaii. And I think like... What a weird thing to happen in the uh, off season. And we don't even get a flashback because we keep getting these black and white flashbacks. We didn't even shoot any scenes with Celeste. So just a weird thing to do. Weird. Yeah, I did not. I just thought he like met a girl in Hawaii. Mm -hmm. No. Interesting. And, okay. and Brandon says like, hey, sorry, man. I know that you were kind of seeing her as like the one to go the distance with, like the one to like marry. And Steve was like, yeah. But guess what? He it's okay because he has another girl in yes. mind, Kelly. Uh, and this is Brandon. Kelly, the great him. love of his life. Brandon I know. Should just he, tell him right immediately. Here. He should tell him. Yes. When he said that, I was like, "Dear God, please do not have <laughs> let us have another season of Steve and Kelly trying to be together. I can't do it. I can't do it." Okay, then we go to the hospital, and Andrea. She already, I don't know what they're doing different. She looks so much prettier than she did last mm. season. Well, it's her hair. I think she's wearing more makeup. I don't know what it is. 
her whole look is more appealing than it was last season. Well, I mean, last season she was actively and uncomfortably pregnant while filming a, a I full know, series. I know, thing. but they still weren't doing her favors with any of her clothes mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. her hairstyle. So nope. you can be beautiful and pregnant at the same time. Yes, you can. Um, okay, so she is fine. Today's the day she's finally getting to take Hannah home from the hospital. Because as you'll remember from season four, Hannah was born prematurely. So she's talking with this other mom who has a child uh, in the intensive care or whatever this place is called. We get a flashback here to the day that she was supposed to take Hannah home. She kept saying, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. I don't want to take her home. And everyone is treating her like she's an idiot. The mm-hmm. doctor is like, "Ah, oh, be sensible, Andrea. Which is re- she's fine. This is so frustrating because this is exactly what happened with her pregnancy. Yeah. I don't know why we're telling this story again. Only now it's about the baby. It's just... I know. I guess she's like psychic. Apparently. Is that what we're supposed she's to get? She's got psychic powers. She's psychic, because yeah. she keeps thinking there's something wrong and then right. there is. How about um, the fact that she was pre-med, which has never come into play? Remember? Yeah. Like that was what yeah. she seems like with all this medical problems. Well, actually, problems, when, but... when we went to the hospital, I was like, oh, Andrea had her baby and she's back on the pre-med track yeah. now. And yeah. she's like working in this hospital. Mm-hmm. No. no, she was there for the baby. So anyway, they convinced her to take the baby home. And she was like, okay, I'll feed it one more time and then I'll take it home. And they looked down and the baby's turning blue. Mm-hmm. And if she had taken it home earlier, then Dead. Hannah would have died. Yeah. Dead. So, uh, so yeah, so she's talking to this mom and is like, follow your instincts as a mom. Right. Which is good advice. It is. Yeah. In a necessary scene. Yeah. If my mom <laughs> this is this is true. My mom had like three or four doctors tell her, You're fine. Mm. And then she kept pushing and kept going to different doctors and they were like, Yeah, you have breast cancer. Mm. <laughs> Finally, they found it and they were like, Why were people telling you that you didn't have breast cancer? Yeah. So Trust your well, instincts. That's at, not a bad. Uh, as you'll recall, Kendra, the similar thing happened to me when I had a massive tumor in my liver. People oh kept yeah, being like, you're fine, and I had to be like, mm. <laughs> and then finally, so yeah, no, yep, me yeah, and Andrea that was a and your fun mom. Time. It was so fun. You in the hospital? Uh huh. Yeah, it was great. Uh, all right, Kelly Donna Davids. Mm-hmm. Uh, David is setting up the VCR to show Kelly a video. Yeah. he's added more earrings this season. So he has. He's gone the opposite way yeah. that he should be going. Uh-huh. But whatever, whatever. Um, so he did this video about his summer. That is bad. <laughs> it's very bad. Yeah, it's bad. But it tells us about his summer. Apparently, he went on tour with Babyface. Yeah. Now, hold on. I just, I, before we get into this chart, the chart is, a, you know, it's a jagged, like a graph, you know, it's like yeah. showing the highs and the lows and he's pointing out all the highs, but like in between every high, there's a big massive dip. And I'm like, do you not understand how these work? Like if it goes down, <laughs> that means something bad happened. If it goes back up, something good happened, but he's just completely skipping all the lows. It's not <laughs> well, how charts until work. He gets it's to not the how one charts where it's work. Like- where it's like below the graph. Yeah, but there apparently there like were a lot of below. other setbacks that he yeah. charted but didn't feel like sharing with us. Yeah, so the different points on this graph, uh, he went on tour with Babyface. Everyone loved him. Loved it shows him. fans in Japan screaming his name. Yes. They knew who he was. Um, then Ariel broke up with him and gave him crabs, apparently. Yes. And Babyface fired him. Don't forget that. Oh, yeah. Babyface fired him. Yeah. And, well, not fired him, but he, he went in, chose you... to tour without him. <laughs> they went um, in another and, direction. 
so then he's like, and I made this video for my professor, my video professor, and hopefully I'll get an A. And then it cuts to the professor and it's Nat. Yes. <laughs> As the professor. Um, and he's like, this is the best video I've ever seen. <laughs> And he, he earned an A minus for that video. He also says that CU's motto is it's smart to be smart. And I hope that's not true. It's smart to be smart. It's smart to be smart. So yeah, so he got an A minus for that. Mm-hmm. So and, for him. And a new gig at the TV place. Yeah, the professor asked him to, to do TV. Mm-hmm. So I guess that's his new yep. thing now. He is uh, moving out of the beach house i guess yeah he's collecting the last of his stuff kelly wants him to come to the barbecue but he is uh not wanting to run into donna yes they haven't really spoken kelly gets a call from brandon and he (laughs) he tells her that steve is madly in love with her still Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he's like and she's like uh every time steve gets dumped he gets sentimental about me Mm -hmm. uh so she's she's not really worried about it who she is worried about is dylan You probably want to tell Dylan, I would say. Yeah. Cut to Baja. Dylan uh, is meeting with this guy who runs a bar, Mm -hmm. I guess. He owes him a bunch of money. Mm -hmm. Um, And the guy's like, it's it's time to to pay up because you've run up quite the tab Mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. And this is where I was like, oh, like he he got ripped off. Oh, yeah. Like he's broke. For real. He he's he has broke. nothing. This is my question, because the guy I can't remember this. I can't remember this character's name, but he says, you know, what what happened to you? And, and Dylan's like, well, my family, I, they told me they were my family. But then the police showed me pictures of my family in a mug book. Jim ran her social security number. And it was, yeah. it, I think it was her real social security number because Erica stole the social security card and gave it to Dylan. Right. It's not the one that Suzanne gave him. So I, I feel like this would have popped up on a background check. So maybe it was just a fake number or whatever. But I was kind of like, mm. Well, uh, the guy lets him go, but he has to leave his father's watch yeah. as a show of good faith mm-hmm. that he will come back and yeah. pay his debt at some point. Right. Back at Kelly Donna David's, Steve I guess comes over. Of, I guess it's just sort of Kelly's at the moment because David's moved out. Yeah, just Kelly's right now. David's yeah, and Donna's moved into not the there dorm, the and Donna's still staying with her parents. So, mm-hmm. just Kelly's. Uh, so Steve comes over, and he's brought her um, a Hawaiian lei. I forget what the flowers are, orchids, orchids or something. Yeah. Gives her kisses, and he's uh, he's here. Mm-hmm. He's ready to make his move. Mm-hmm. But Brandon comes in the back door and again up for the barbecue they don't just tell him brandon's like i'm here to take kelly to the barbecue and steve's like well i'd be doing better if you'd let me do that and they're like "Mm, well then they awkwardly decide to not really tell him like he kind of figures it out yeah his reaction Um, is so fun kelly's like we should tell him and he's like tell me what and then his reaction is so funny when he puts it together i love it (laughs) yeah and he's like what about us kelly and she's like well we'll always have high school <laughs> poor steve he just wants to find the love find he the wants love. to find the love of his life he's well, ready maybe the lady staying in uh, brenda's room will be the one yeah he's like how cool can she be she's from buffalo there's some cool people in buffalo right nick yeah totally you live in that vicinity. I do. I live nearby. All right. So we go to the barbecue at the Walsh house and everyone, including us, meets Valerie. That's right. She's just kind of fitting in, 
getting things around. She's kind of. She seems kind of Brenda ish. Mm-hmm. She's like, you know, the nice brunette. Yeah. A little more tomboyish. She's kind yeah, of our, our tomboy character. Yes. Uh, get Steve to open a jar of pickles for her. Mm-hmm. So she's making Steve feel good. Yeah. And Steve, and then the side to Brandon is like, maybe I didn't give Buffalo the credit <laughs> it deserves. Yeah. <laughs> so then they play some basketball. It's like Jim and Brandon versus Steve and Valerie. Yeah, and Steve and Jim so have she's... a fun little moment where he's like guarding him and he's like, easy pencil pusher. And Jim's like, oh, okay, Mr. Hollywood. And they're just like hitting at each other. Very much felt like it was an outtake, but I liked it. <laughs> Cindy is talking with the girls, uh, Donna and Kelly, mm-hmm. about, you know, kind of explaining like, oh, our like we were friends with her parents and then they moved to Buffalo. And- yeah, she said that they did every um, family vacation together until they yeah. moved to Buffalo. And she also asked about David, but Kelly's like, ah, don't think he's coming (laughs) donna and kelly uh valerie tries to get them to play and they're like oh our shoes Mm -hmm. we can't possibly play right in these shoes so they managed not to get sucked into that and then kelly we learned she went to minnesota with the walshes yeah and this is how donna finds out she says that she went like on a camping trip with the walshes and donna was like what and then Donna's like, I knew it. Are you in Brandon? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if I was Donna, I'd be pretty offended. Me too. If my best friend had yes. me all summer. I know. That one doesn't make sense. Just no. pick up a phone and tell, and tell her. Well, I agree. But, they, but they were fighting. They were fighting. I yeah. guess that's how they get around that. Yeah. They were fighting. So, yeah. So then we get a, a not cool of Kelly at all to tell Donna what she tells her no, right it, now. No, it's a pretty pivotal piece of information here for Valerie's yeah. character. Yeah, so we get this flashback to they had just gotten back from uh, Minnesota, and they're having dinner, and there's a phone call, which Jim answers, and we learn that Valerie's dad committed suicide. Yes. And so that is why she has come to live with the Walsh's yes, I guess. Well, part of it. There's a comment made about how Abby Valerie's mother uh, is so preoccupied with the little ones. And I was like, yeah. what? Cause I do not remember Valerie ever having siblings. So I guess they do say that I that know she's got like four siblings or something. Yeah, I don't remember that ever being a thing. So I'll be interested to see if, if anything happens with that, but yeah, I sure don't remember it. So yeah. So she tells Donna that, which is not, not cool no, at all. No. I mean, it's not, she just happens to overhear it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's not her news to tell, and they're very clearly not telling people. So, yeah, yeah, not cool. Then we cut to they're eating some carrot cake, and Steve is like, why are we sitting here eating carrot cake when we could be out on the town? Mm-hmm. So that's what they decide to do. They decide to hit the town, show yeah. Valerie Beverly Hills. Yes, and she's like, I need some time to change. And Steve's like, you can have the time to do whatever you want. She's like, I think I'm going <laughs> to like it here. <laughs> So they go to this club. I forget what it's called, but um, Jesse works there. He's bartending, yes. He's tending the bar. All right, I have two things. First, this is Valerie's club outfit. It's like... All of their outfits. I was like, clubbing was different in the 90s. I know. Well, I mean, the guys, okay. Like, Steve's got on, like, you know, black clothes and, like, this red blazer and everything. But Kelly's wearing, like... I don't know, like a red floral a Sunday dress. school dress. Yes. <laughs> and Valerie's got something similar with like a white t-shirt underneath it. I mean, I remember those styles very clearly, but like they purposely changed to go clubbing and they're dressed like they're a Christian. Donna's was okay. Donna's okay. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, not what I would consider club attire. 
Um, so they're talking with Jesse. They're underage still, so he can't serve them, but they can eat at the, there's a restaurant, mm-hmm. so they can eat food there. It's nice. I mean, now that Jesse's a full-fledged series regular, they're going to have to do more to integrate him with the group. So it was nice yeah. that his scene here is with the gang and not with Andrea, sort of establishing like, yeah. relationships outside of just Andrea. A smart move. Mm-hmm. Steve and Valerie go dance together, and... Um, Valerie kind of asks about Brandon and Kelly Mm. and Steve's like, yep, that's old news already. And then we kind of see Valerie like give a look Uh about Brandon. She feels some kind of way about it. Yeah. Yep. Not quite sure what way. Jealous? I don't know. Yeah. I'm not sure. Cut to Dylan's house. Poor Dylan. He's back home. He's listening to his messages that he missed. Pretty funny stuff. Uh, Yeah. He's got one from the dry cleaners Mm -hmm. he's got people wanting money for charity you helped us out so much hope you can do it again he's like i don't think so bill yeah he's like answering each one out loud he missed a call from brenda from london he missed a call from brandon telling him that brenda is staying in london yeah and then he's like i won't be in london forever yeah yeah right And then the last one before he destroys his machine is from his mom being like, how could you lose that yeah, money? Dylan, the money idiot. I never touch. Your father's money. You lost it all. <laughs> wow. Perfect. Thank you. Spot on. Thank you. Is that you in the episode? <laughs> I did. Yeah, I did a small vocal cameo here. <laughs> Back at the club, Andrea had called to talk to Jesse. He passes the phone off to Donna and she is full out nursing in this scene, which kind of surprised me. I don't know why, I guess because people get so whatever Uh about seeing people nursing. Yeah. But this was like, she what didn't have a cover up or anything. Mm -hmm. So I was kind of like good for 90210, just showing someone nursing. Mm -hmm. So yeah. So she's got the baby and uh, she's talking to Donna saying that, Jesse makes more money bartending than he does lawyering right. at the moment. Yeah. Um, so that's why he's doing that. And then, so she hangs up with Andrea and turns around and David enters the club okay. with a girl. This is what's confusing to me because I would have sworn that that was Ariel. Like I, It did look like her at first. I, it did. And it's not? Like you're, it's, she's, she's not credited. And no, I checked it's and not, she's not. It's not Ariel. I don't think it is. Okay. No, it's not. It does. It's someone who looks like her, though. I fully. Like I mean, I 100% thought it was her until I was doing like the credits for the episode and was like, "Oh, really? Okay." I mean, he would be a super idiot to get crabs from her, be dumped by her, and then go out with her right, again. Yes. So, um, but no, it wasn't her. So, uh, this made me mad. I really thought we were gonna get this strong Donna who was like, "I don't need David. Yeah. I'm my own woman." But as soon as she sees him, she's like. No, I'm done. Mm-hmm. I'm done with this. Mm-hmm. I'm very sad. Yep. So she tells the gang that she's going to go home. Kelly then sees why and kind of follows her out. And she and she Kelly is like, oh, good timing as she passes David. Yeah. And then Donna and David kind of see each other. And she just like looks sadly. And I was like, be stronger than yeah, this. Seriously, Donna, geez. <laughs> Show him that you don't care. I know. When they're talking to Valerie and she's talking about like all the things they've done, she she makes a comment about like, now I know where all these people live. Now I know where Milton Berle lives. That's very meta because Milton Berle guest stars later in the season. Huh. When she said that, I was like, oh, 
weird. Like, were they already talking to Milton Berle's people? Or I guess that's just a... He's a weird one to pick if it's not related to the fact that he guest stars later on. Yeah, interesting. So Kelly tries to get her to stay, but she's like, no, I want to be alone. And she leaves. Back at Kelly's beach house, <laughs> uh, Brandon is dropping her off. They're doing the, the kissy kissy. Yeah. That's all I really wrote about their conversation. That's pretty Just... much it. Kelly's like, why don't you come in and we'll do it? Yeah. And he's like, no, nah, it's Valerie's first night. And she's like, okay, but you could come in and we'll do it. So. <laughs> yeah. So Steve and Valerie are waiting in the car for Brandon. Top down, looking at the stars. He makes a joke about the, how the, the car, stars... The car's tops down. Yes, I just sorry. want to be the specific. The car's top is down. <laughs> sorry. That's, that's uh, important. He makes this dumb joke about how the stars in LA have SAG awards. Cards. Do -do -do -do. SAG cards. Yeah. SAG cards. And Do -do -do -do. she's like... Uh. And this is where he's looking at her eyes and he's like, oh, you have kind of a Heather Locklear vibe, which is just a weird thing to say. You know, I mean, he's not totally wrong. Like, I kind of see what he's saying, but it's just a weird pull to, to yeah. pick a Melrose Well, he star. says a cross between Mariah Carey, Heather Locklear, and somebody else. I forget who the third mm. person was. So Steve must be a big TJ Hooker fan. I don't know. <laughs> he, like, maneuvers himself, so he's, like, almost on top of her. No, almost about it, sister. In, in the car. And she's like, go ahead and kiss me, Steve. Yeah, if you want to kiss me, do just it. kiss me. But uh, Brandon interrupts them. And it's funny because they're both in the back seat. So he's like, is one of you going to get up front or are we changing my name to Jeeves? <laughs> I thought that was funny. I thought that was so, so funny as a child. And I had this friend I went to school with named Dan Rawl. And there was a bunch of Dans. And there was like three Dans in our grade. And he did something butlerish, And I jokingly called him Jeeves. And then for the rest of our school, because of this, for the rest of our school time together, I called him Jeeves exclusively. Was this bullying or did he like it? No, no, he was in on it. He liked <laughs> okay. it. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah. Shout out to Dan Rawl, wherever you are, buddy. Yeah. Hashtag Jeeves. <laughs> Back at the Walsh house, of course, Cindy and Jim are waiting up for Brandon Cute. and Valerie to return. Mm -hmm. Cindy's reading Anna Karenina, a great nighttime, sure. late night read. Yeah. I assume. It's easy to pick up and put down is the thing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> She's saying that she's glad Jim changed his mind about Valerie coming to live with them. Yes. So apparently Jim was not up for it at first. So Brandon and Valerie get home. Valerie is just so happy to be in Beverly Hills. It's everything she dreamed she it would be. She just seems really nice. Doesn't she, Kendra? She seems so nice. I, no subterfuge. Just a real nice uh, a girl. A nice girl. Yeah. She and Jim have a hug yep. because... He's taken her into mm -hmm. his home. Into his bosom. Yeah. Second to last scene here. Donna and Kelly are on the phone and Donna's like, well, I guess I'm not over David because <laughs> yikes, that reaction I had. Yeah. So she and Kelly are talking about it. And then Kelly's like, hold on, you're breaking up. I'm going to go inside because she's like out on her porch. And as she's going inside, she like turns around like she feels like she's being watched or something. She like looks around for a minute and then she continues inside and we see Dylan in like a tower on the beach is just like watching. a lifeguard tower. Yeah. Yeah. Watching the well, house. earlier we had the return of dark Dylan and now we just have straight up creepster Dylan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we get a flashback to their breakup just in case we forgot. Not new footage. No. It's weird what footage. we have new footage of. 
I yeah. felt like in this episode. Like there weren't enough flashbacks for it to make sense. And it was like 50-50 new stuff, old stuff. I would have liked to have seen Celeste dump Steve in, in Hawaii, but that's I just I know, me. instead of this flashback that's for just sure. Me. Last scene is at the Walsh house. Brandon and Valerie enter their shared bathroom at the same time and mm-hmm. kind of have a, you know, oh, 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 we got to work out a bathroom schedule. Yep. Uh, we learned that Valerie was the first girl Brandon ever kissed. Yeah. So that's and something. there was a little quid pro quo. They had a you show me yours, I'll show you mine moment. Yes. We're not told when, but it yeah. happened. Yeah. And Valerie is like, oh, I've just always wished that my life was like Brenda's. And now I'm here yeah. living in Brenda's room. Yeah. So did you have a... did you catch that uh, uh, Valerie says Brenda's life was so charmed? I was like, charmed? Shannon Doherty's <gasps> on Charmed. Charmed. But... <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. No. Okay. So yeah, they have a little hug. Good night. I thought they might kiss, and that would have made me upset. Yes, well, there's like one little pause before they like go their separate he, well, ways. Well, he hugs her, and he does. He kisses. He does like a you know like a brotherly kind of kiss on the cheek, and then when he pulls away, they're yeah they're probably six inches apart faces, and he's just kind of like hi there, and then they walk away. <laughs> it it yeah. did look like we were gonna get a kiss. I really thought we yeah, were. That would have made me mad. It would have been weird. Yeah. So Brandon leaves the bathroom. <laughs> she grabs a tin hmm. from her bag. Did you know instantly what was in room. that tin? No. Oh, okay. All right. No, I naive, didn't. Naive. Naive. I mean, I mean, I guess, I guess I thought it was like pills or something. Okay. I guess what it was my first guess. Well, the there was no progressed. orange juice, so I knew it wasn't no, crystal meth. I know. That, that should have been. <laughs> I knew that. My first clue. Yeah. So she grabs the phone and sits at the window, opens the window and calls her friend. And it's just like night and day. Yeah. We get this switch. Yeah. She's like, oh, these Beverly Hills people. I hate it here. It's, yeah. it's nothing like I thought mm-hmm. it would be. Mm-hmm. We went to this club and nobody drank. And she's like rolling a joint as she talks. So yeah. that's what was, what was in the tin. Uh-huh. Drugs. <laughs> Straight up drugs. Yeah. She, so, uh, she's, so she's telling her friend Ginger about what's going on. And she was like, well, there's one guy. Yeah, and my friend Brandon, his his best friend Steve, he seems like kind of an idiot, but I bet he gives good credit card. And I was like, yeah. damn! <laughs> <laughs> I, I was, I mean, that had to sneak past, like, censors. They must have not understood I that know. reference. Yeah. I was like, that's a little racy for 90210. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so the last thing she says is, like, well, it'll be fine as long as Jim and Cindy don't get too parenty. Yeah with me this should be fine yep so it turns out that valerie's a bit of a vamp yeah she's a vixen yep and that surprised me okay i really i really was surprised all right at that twist yeah and that's well, the end of the episode here we are we had our time during the brenda era and now we're in our first post brenda episode what do you think about 90210 in the post shannon doherty era kendra um i liked this episode yeah i liked um, it too so that was okay. I guess we'll have, just have to see yeah. as we go. I'm trying to how I feel. You know, I'm trying to like divorce myself of plot lines that are coming up that I'm like hate that, hate that, love that, love that, you know, and just trying to think. I think this episode does a pretty good job of setting up a new season. We don't see college. Like at that's all. not a part of it at all. Kelly says something about introducing Steve to like girls in the sorority and that's pretty much the only reference we get to well no no valerie's valerie's excited about going to see you but we don't see any college stuff it's just sort of like setting up the new era Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel decidedly different but like 
it does kind of feel like we're opening up some new stories with there being sort of, you know, uh, we've never really had like a villainous character, you know, mm. like that's such a soap opera trope. And 90210 has never done that. And so the fact that they're like setting up a series regular character to be kind of a villain. Yeah, I think it surprised they, me. I think they kind of played Brenda as the villain, you know, so in a way, sometimes in a way, it kind of makes sense that they're just settling into it. You know, that they're like, we want this character. They played to be her as the, as the chaotic one. The chaotic. The one that you didn't know yeah. quite what she was going to do. Yeah. And now Valerie's got a couple different uh, angles at play. So we'll we'll see how that goes. What did you think of her? I mean, what did you, this is this is the first time we've really introduced such a major character like this. I mean, I liked her at first until the last minute there. Does having, so. does having the twist to bad make you more or less interested in, in what's going on? Uh, I guess I want to see what happens. Okay. So, yeah, I it, I thought it was a good premiere. Yeah. I thought it brought everyone, you know, back together. We kind of see Dylan's got something totally different than we've ever seen before True. going on yeah. with him. I mean, we've seen, we've seen him low. Yeah. So that's not new, but we haven't seen him broke. Mm -hmm, so, mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Brandon and Kelly are together. I hope they do something better with Donna this season. Um, <laughs> you know, now yeah. Andrea's got her baby. So. Right. right. So I think they uh, tied those stories together well yeah. in this yeah. premiere. Uh, I think we probably have the same 902 and 0 snap. Mine is the Valerie turn at the end. I mean, that's just such yeah. a classic moment, you know. It is, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Well, I yeah. too, um, I'm excited about where it goes. I feel like the farther we get into this, my memories of the show change. I have like hazy childhood memories of the early stuff. And this was, I feel like where I was really, I don't know, this, this to me feels a little, like my memories of it feel a lot more real. So I'm kind of excited to get to this mm. like season five, six, seven, because I feel like that's where I was like really getting things and kind of watching it more solo. So I'm, I'm excited to see what happens. There are some things that I hate that are coming up. Great. But there's some cool storylines, too, that are that some of my favorites. One of my favorite arcs of the series is in this season, and I hope that it holds up how I remember it. I hope so, too. I guess we'll find out. All right. <laughs> well, Kendra, you know, listeners, all they have to do is spin the dial on the Radio Meanwhile Network, and they can find me over at This Endorian Life. Uh, it's a new Star Wars podcast where we're looking at the Ewoks throughout all their appearances. So we've done Return of the Jedi... And the first Ewoks movie, Caravan of Courage, which is rough. And our next episode is going to be Battle for Endor. So you can watch these on Disney+. Plus, or if you have the DVD like I do, you can watch Battle for Endor. And uh, then we're going to go through it and talk about it over on This Endorian Life. What about you, Kendra? And I think we all know which other podcast is because we just crossed over with it. But tell us anyway. I know. Uh, I'm Miss Musebox 91 online. And I have a website, MissMusebox.com. And I have an Etsy page, Miss Musebox Crafts. And I host another podcast 90s music got me like where each week uh, my husband eric and i talk about a different 90s song and we did just talk about moving on up from the 90210 college years soundtrack and then next i think we're going to be talking about champagne supernova by oasis nice is this your second Love oasis it. song i feel like it is yes yeah. okay yes eric thinks i've gone back to oasis too quickly huh. time will tell huh all right, well, you can join us next time as we continue our 9 on 2 and no discussion with Season 5, Episode 2, Under the Influence. Ooh, 9 on 2 and here we go. 9 2 1, there we went.